Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghosts Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me, my mate from mate can mean so many things in this country. Uh, my friend, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Across nowadays, yeah, across the pond, the gold standing and gold center, Steve Parson. Hello, can you guess where I am tonight? Oh, god, you're not on another assignment, are you? I'm on the same one as last week, really. Yeah, well, is this a a weekly thing now? Uh, no, but it it just happens that the opportunities are, you know, Mm. should they feed you? No. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. But yeah, it's um <clears throat> you know, we, we haven't answered any of the questions yet. So uh although have we've you, got have you found anything at all? Have you, we've got some ideas. We've got some ideas. Yeah. Um so kind but of no like, evidence of anything unusual going on though. Uh, no evidence of anything unusual, but but uh, a glimmer. Yeah, you don't of, have to go into it. Yeah, I understand. No, it's, but we we think that we might be um, we might have found a potential cause, and it's uh, of course normal, not paranormal. But okay. we're, we're we're doing some additional studies to be sure. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that's the thing. I mean, I I can't stand people who jump to conclusions quickly. We yeah, like parapsychologists do. Uh, you can't just go once, you know, you can't just make it a one shot deal. You, uh, you've got to test these ideas and see if they're workable. So we've been carrying out some experiments earlier oh, uh, by experiments. I don't mean measuring experiments. I mean, like moving people about and having people do stuff and yeah, visual stuff. Yeah. We're, we're seeing if um, our theories are workable. We're testing yeah. the ideas. Yeah. I mean that's, that's which is which is science, you know. With exactly. we've we've got a hypothesis and we're we're testing it. Mm. That's a a good thing, by the way. Well, thank you. How is it? I believe that um, Little Bird says that uh, paranormal CSI might be making a return. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, looks like it will. Uh, after the first, are you going to have the are you going to have the Who do the theme music? The what? The Who? Oh, Las Vegas. I got it. I got it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, a mate of yours, uh, Greg Hartman, who's a mm. close friend of yours. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he was asking about it and, and so forth. And I, he asked, I saw the he asked if it was like like uh, uh, ghostology. And I said, well, not really. But, you know, I mean, there are some aspects, of course, we 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 touch on. But I mean. It, it's a different well, that would, course. Actually, your answer intrigued me because. Um, oh, it did. Yeah. I, 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 
I was going to chime in, but I was busy doing something else. And then it oh, thank you so head. much for that. Because I know reason, what you would have said. You would have said, oh, yeah, he stole another one of my ideas. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, it was actually the, um, a comment about what you said and what you just said. It's uh-huh. kind of similar, but not the same. Right. But, but of course, it's going to be very similar because we're dealing with the same, essentially the same subject. We we are, um, but the 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 subject is the is the uh, I guess it's the the vehicle, but it's not really what the course is about. It's it's it looks at a different way than than I mean we, uh, you know, I, I mean it, it, that's so hard for me to describe it exactly what it is because it's more of you know we don't dismiss. Let's put it this way. It's, it has a lot to do with evidence gathering. Yeah, yeah. Evidence gathering. Yes, well, here's evidence gathering with the uh, finger quotes, because it's it's it it doesn't discount, in other words, the validity of the evidence. Nor does ghostology. It stresses the validity of the evidence. Yeah, well, this one doesn't. Oh, words, this one. Ah, I see what not. you mean. Does well, not. In other words, the evidence collected it could be from a reputable source versus a uh, not proven source. That's a good way to put it. I guess not proven. Well, uh, in, ghostology takes the point of view that initially you have to accept all evidence That's because yeah. yeah, because you know from what the person says to. Uh, you you take it at face value as your starting block. Yeah. So, so and, like I said, there are similarities between yeah, the two. So, but you know, it, we, it we runs take a little it differently. That, and then you test the then you test the evidence. It, so, was, like I said, it runs a little differently. So, so yeah. yeah. So we 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 take um, the evidence at face value. You don't challenge what you're being told at that point. At that point. What you then do is you would you would then say, can we, you know, can we see if the if this, you know, uh, you test the veracity of the claim. So it's like, could they see what they claim to have seen from the position that they were in at that time? And in, in fact, if you wind back to last week, that's exactly what I was doing and what I was what I've been doing all evening right. tonight, which is the witness says that they were in a certain place at a certain time and they saw a certain something the the supposed apparition so what we're doing is we're we're testing that claim initially could they whilst being in that location have seen uh, from the position that they were in what they claim to have seen mm-hmm. um, so it's not dismissive of the evidence um, and it's not disregarding the evidence but it's putting the evidence to the test um uh-huh. you know that that's the starting block i think of both courses still with me i'm all right i'm all right you know because i haven't you've seen a little you've seen a little taste of ghostology which i mm-hmm. i ran a very uh, it was a, a you know a very very shortened version, two hours long, as opposed mm-hmm. to 
uh, nearly 20 hours for the full right, version. Right. And, and the same um, with mine. Mine is, is, is a long course as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, where they do differ is that you design your course to be done over a number of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you take a different subject yeah. each, each, uh, each session, whereas ghostology is a more, I would say it's a more integrated all in one approach because it's designed to be done in two eight hour blocks yeah. with a ghost well, hunt to practice afterwards. Yeah, we, we do look at the different aspects of uh, collecting evidence and so forth, but it's um, that I mean, we have to as part of it because we're reviewing the paranormal, how paranormal investigators collect. I mean, um, the evidence they 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 present so we we have to look at so pe- people have an understanding of the, the various methods that other paranormal mm-hmm. uh, investigators use anyway i didn't want to get too much into it until uh, well i think it's quite interesting actually to talk about uh, because if you if you look at i mean there are there are a lot of ghost ghost hunting 101s and 102s yeah i don't consider and, that you know no, but there are a lot of people offering courses in instruction, and you and I have been doing it for the longest time. Um, you know, sharing our knowledge and expertise that we've picked up along the years of doing these things. Right. Um, you know, and it's interesting to compare one to the other, and to compare a lot. A lot of the time I've spent um, over the last during the months of lockdown was actually looking at the paranormal courses that are available and what the content is and how they're put together. And Oh, have you really? And, you know, what I've come to the conclusion of is a lot of them are very poor in, in the content because they, they the vast majority start with the assumption that the paranormal is real, that right. ghosts are real, and that they then, from that starting point, move forward in a in the direction of problem right there yeah, exactly yeah. so you know they're off the wrong starting block and they run they then set off running in the wrong direction because they they tell people um well you need to use this piece of equipment and you need yeah, to measure see, this in, okay and and, and you don't do that which is great and nor do you no and but there we, are courses. We look at that equipment. Don't get me wrong. We definitely. Oh, of course, you have to look, look at, at it. it. You have to. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's important if you got, because yeah, you have to understand things. That's the problem with most yeah, paranormal I mean, investigators out there. They don't understand what they're doing. Well, it's interesting. Our, our our mutual friend Dylan has been asking as as part of his PhD. He's been visiting ghost groups while they've been doing the public investigations. Oh, that'll be fun. And. and He's been asking the, the groups some questions and the questions relate to relating to the equipment are why are you measuring this? Like, let's just take quickly EMF. Um, yeah. Why are you measuring EMF? Um, and the, the responses overwhelmingly are that, well, because everybody else does. But what is an EMF? Well, um, when the, when you ask them that question, what it actually is electromagnetic an electromagnetic field a lot of them demonstrate that they actually don't really truly know what the electromagnetic field is or what's normal what's abnormal 
why is it normal? Why is it abnormal? What's normal for, you know, a domestic property or a castle in the middle of nowhere or a lakeside? You know, uh, the, it, 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 what is what what it, from what he was he was saying to me is that basically they're doing it because everybody else is doing it. That's right. And, and a lot of the courses, looking at the content of them, a lot of the courses are just carbon copying one another. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they put a section in about EMF or infrasound because and the, it, it's cut and pasted from each other. Oh, I just absolutely hate that. I think oh, if yeah, you're going to offer something, then at least you you've got to at least have some originality to it rather than just oh my god why don't you just give them a sheet of paper with all the links and then you don't have to do anything uh, well you know surprisingly a lot of the courses what you when you when you see it what what's very obvious is that that's in fact what they're doing they're going on to um, the different um wikipedia type ghost you know ghost hunting oh, wikipedia types and they're basically just downloading it, printing it, and selling it yep. over and over and over. They're selling the same. Do you know the amount of times I've actually seen whole blocks of my own work appearing? You know, line for line, word for copyrighted? word. The same. Is your work copyrighted? Yeah, what, per- what? To what purpose? You know, it doesn't yeah. matter to these people. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like what's well, it out make, there? Take it down, actually. Well, I have I have on a couple of occasions uh, been successful, but you're fighting a tsunami because mm-hmm. what you find is that the minute you release anything out there, 101 people will steal it off you and yep. brand it as their own. You know, they'll change a word or two here, or they'll 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 chop it about a bit. But you can see, hang on a minute. I mean, a few months ago, I did a I, I did a talk. And the talk included quite an interesting psychological phenomena. I'm gonna I'm not gonna bother explaining it. I'll just let people look it up. It's called the uh, oh god, do you know what? My mind's just gone blank then. Um, <laughs> See, that's what you get for hanging around me. <laughs> I know. I just suffered from your I know you effect. suffered from Ronism. That's uh, terrible. <laughs> yeah, the the something dunning effect. Oh god, yeah. that's gonna annoy me now. <laughs> anyway, I mentioned this unusual psychological effect. Yeah. Um, in a talk I did, and two weeks later, a prominent blogger, um, you know, on paranormal subjects, did a blog on this incredibly rare, rare psychological phenomena. Now, the yeah. the, co- the coincidence of him, you know, doing that two weeks after I and. While sitting in a in in the in the lecture that I introduced it on, a <laughs> <laughs> top of it, another 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 classic moment quite recently. Of course, you gave was, credit uh, though, right? No, um, <laughs> another classic moment quite recently was you never. When was the last time you heard paranormal investigators talking about choosing and using batteries? Oh, never. Never, 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 never happens, does it? They talk no. about the batteries going flat and oh, yeah. blah, 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 but never about, you know, 
what type of batteries you're the you only using. one i ever heard of, heard talk about that be honest exactly right so yeah. there is a chapter in the new equipment guidance notes which is dedicated to batteries because you know i'm always something i go on about batteries alkali and lithium <laughs> and nickel yeah. hydride and blah 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 ron stop buying those dollar store dollar store batteries <laughs> yeah 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 anyway in fact yeah so out comes the book with the chapter in it um review copies are sent out barely two weeks later there's uh an an influential blogger does a whole rant about batteries and about the quality <laughs> of batteries and they get accolades like, oh, that's great advice. I never thought of that. That's amazing. That's so helpful. And I'm reading it and going, I recognize you those bastard. words. <laughs> I, I recognize those words. And I recognize that, <laughs> that sentence and that paragraph. And it's a cut and paste. Oh, God. Is there a reference to the original source material? No. no. <laughs> But, you know, people say, well, don't you get cross? Well, I used to, but then it's like, well, the job of the guidance notes was to get this information out there. Mm-hmm. So kind of like with Zach's book, he never wrote the bloody thing. We all know that now. Uh, Troy Taylor did, right? Well, somebody did. It wasn't Troy there. Taylor, right? Didn't you say? Yeah, Troy Taylor yeah. wrote the yeah. biggest chunk of it. Thanks to Kenny Biddle for, for uncovering that. But... Mm-hmm. Um, the content, you know, I was asked to review his book and then I got into trouble for reviewing the book because I said, I said, um, there's a quite a prominent American skeptical blogger called Sharon Hill. I don't know if you're aware of her, but she took me to task for giving Zach's book what she thought was, you know, a good review. What it actually said is this book is going to sell. Zach's book will sell tens of thousands of copies because it's got Zach's name written on it and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But if you read it, it will do you no harm at all because the contents are actually all right. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you, if you're going to buy it, read it because you will become better for the knowledge that's in the book. And she thought I was telling people to go out and buy the book and read the book what i was saying mm-hmm. is you know reckon you know i ended up by saying you haven't wasted your money after all <laughs> well what i said is i i understand that this book is going to sell it's a given mm-hmm. um but if you if you do buy a copy or you're gifted a copy then at least read the bloody thing because so many people and this is a frustration that we're now trying to deal with in the spr with a new a new idea of mine um is that people get books and people send, you know, requests say to me, oh, can I have a signed copy? Um, and it's about collecting the book. And then they put it on the shelf and then they go, oh, look, I've got I've got this book by the SPR and I've got this book by Ron Kolek and I've got this book. Well, have you, you read it? But you got to have Ghosts, right? From By uh, Hans Holzer. Hans Holzer. You have to have that on your shelf. Uh, it looks so it. good there, doesn't it? <laughs> and, it and it's kind of like it's it's shelf ornament. They never open it. They never read it. So, you know, this is the problem that you face trying to disperse the information. And it's so frustrating. 
you know, I, I don't want my books to be shelf ornaments. Yeah, I know it's it's like you you get people that uh, you know take your ideas and and uh, you know if it's in another part of the world it doesn't bother me too much. But no. when it's in the I same, mean, I can day, live with Paravision being in America. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> like you wait a minute, did you coin that name? No. Yes. Okay. Oh, what, yes. What? Wait a minute. No. Yes. Which is it? Uh, yes. I don't believe it's been done before. Okay, then in that case, then then I will give you full credit for it. Like paracoustics but, hadn't been done before. Yeah. I can't claim ghostology, though. That was done in 1921. That we do know. Yes. But, uh, you know, people will say, well, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. But, you know, like I said, if it's any other part of the world, I have no problem. It's in the same <laughs> neighborhood. And people get the two mixed up. It's like, uh, please. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it's what surprises me is uh, how many ghost projects there are in New England. Yeah, that's a subject. Don't bring that up. Yeah, no, and and you know, we're on that subject. I mean, there is another radio show in New England where the host mm-hmm. introduces the show using virtually a word for word. You're killing Introduction. me. Introduction. Now, you see, that that does irritate me because, as you say, when it's in your own backyard, yeah. you know, people, there are lots of points of view. There are lots of perspectives. There are lots of ghost radio shows around. And there is independent invention. Don't get me wrong on that. I, there, there is, there, but, there is, you know, yes. there is. But to come up with, you know, paragraph and sentence. Yes. Where, yeah. A word for uh, word and whatever. Word word. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just anyway. a bit too close sometimes. And I think that's part of the problem that, that any author faces. You know, I mean, I've I've found copies of Ghostology, you know, um, ripped and resold, um, you know, on um, all the text has been stripped out and resold, rebranded what? and resold. I found the whole of Ghostology on on YouTube, page by page on YouTube once. Got Get out of here! Down. No, deadly serious. That was taken down. Um, wow! It's just the way it is. It's like it's like living with China as your next door neighbour, because everything you 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 manufacture, they will take and they will rebrand and remanufacture. Yeah. It is what it is, but you it know, is you what just... it is. But when it comes down to content of these courses, I mean, you know, if you're uh, doing something a particular way and it's a good way of doing it, and somebody recognizes is recognizes that, um, you know, if you're talking about temperature, for example, something you know, nothing else, I bang on about a lot. Then, of course, when you're when you're discussing it with a with a, a course. You're talking about the same thing. You, you're kind yeah, of going to say the same things, aren't exactly. you? Exactly. You, you kind of in a way and certain things, yeah. And you, and you, and, you know, I, I, I'm happily to accept that. What I, what I get uncomfortable about, unless they really like my writing style, which, you, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't write it, but I saw a way of writing it that was really cool, so I just cut and pasted it to save myself a few hours. You know, all they had to do was say, you know, give you a reference. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's but, you know, it, the whole thing is it, it it costs virtually nothing to give at least credit source credit. Yeah, I, th- that's the bit that annoys me, because, you know, you, you see these people getting accolades for, oh, that's great advice about the batteries. Oh, you you know, that's that's uh, I think oh, it's not your advice, is it really? Like, <laughs> last week you were advocating dollar store batteries <laughs> so uh, i know we're coming up to the break but uh let the out uh i don't know if i should well i got something i wanted to talk but i'll, I'll hold off i think until after the break anyway but okay. uh i i do want to mention that um uh dining with the Dead is coming back, and uh, this is my first. Now, is one. that is that your dining with the dead, or that other new dining? Oh, with shut the up! This I've seen advertised in New England. Yes, yes, dining with the dead at the Wyndham Restaurant is is returning after <laughs> COVID. So uh, come and join me on the Day of the Dead, November second. Well, I will be looking at a very familiar topic. Uh, I believe you brought this up, something very similar again uh, at uh, SpiritQuest, where you will, your uh, presentation on uh, uh, Tesla cars, cat toys, mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. this is very similar. I look at, but I look at it a little differently. I look at uh, scary ghosts. I mean, not yes, ghosts are supposed to be scary. I looked at at some of the more humorous ghosts, uh, hauntings, and. Uh, uh, Equipment and um, uh, groups. So, yeah, I will not copy on or anything of yours. I guarantee you that. So, but it's That's similar. Fine. Very similar. Well, well, uh, well of course yeah. it's going to be. I mean, I, I did I, I did a talk for a couple of years called It Shouldn't Happen to a Ghost Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a look at the crazy side of ghost hunting. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a look um, at the crazy side of ghost hunting. And, you know, there are many, many things to choose from. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, no, I think it needs to be. I fun. won't have any guys with hammers. I'll tell you that much. Oh, do you know? I still, I still can't explain that one. I, that, <laughs> that is a genuine mystery. You've got this group of ghost hunters around. There's an EMF meter. There's a K2. There's a, a Mel meter. There's some flowers. There's a Ouija board. Um, <laughs> you know, the, and the guy standing there clutching a claw hammer. Mm. It's like. Why are you holding a claw hammer? You know, what possible use is that? Well, you know, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, well, I maybe reached out to the group. Well, you reached out to the group. We've got about 30 seconds. Go ahead. I reached out to the group and unfortunately they never replied to me. But uh, genuine Cause curiosity. Because you call them out. They don't want to answer well, it because I, they, I they out know how them. ridiculous it is. So, anyway, well, I mean, let's see how it goes. Well, well, you know, he might have been hanging a picture afterwards. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. Or nailing a camera to the wall or something. Or something like that. We do have to take a break. We do have a psychic claw hammer. So you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons, Ron Kulik, right here on Tojanet and Parax Radio. And uh, we are brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. And our very, very, very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. And uh, we'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. of tonight's Ghost Chronicles International with your host over in New England, New England's own Van Helsing and here in a lonely haunted house well, in West Wales. The original New England's Van Helsing. Yeah, <laughs> it's the other New England's Van Helsing, but I'm not giving credit to the first one. So I hijacked the first half. Uh, oh, just a, a quick trail for next week's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are truly international with our first, possibly our first Norwegian guest. Yeah. Mm. So, um, do they speak English over there? I've already warned him about the pronunciation problems that you have with foreign family names. That is so bad. (laughs) And he said not to worry about it. I do want to mention too, also that uh, I had a a, the morning show. You know, if you're interested, of course, uh, you can catch the morning show replays on Toginet. But the last show we did, uh, I had a parapsychologist, I mean, not parapsychologist, bite my tongue, psychologist um, Kim Lannon on. And uh, she was, it was pretty interesting. So, uh, but I, you know, I wasn't aware that you have a psychology degree. Do I have a psychology degree? No, yes. I, have an equi- I have an equivalent qualification to a psychology degree. Oh, okay. Because I was a little fuzzy on that and I was telling her how good you were and how well it, it's a it, it's exactly the same standing as a degree mm-hmm. um but it's a vocational qualification not an academic qualification but okay it's, that's fine. it's an equi- it's a degree equivalent qualification yeah i don't know anything about all that stuff so anyways yeah so uh i mean it, it's legitimate you know the simplest yeah, way I'm to not, explain I, it is i have a degree in psychology but it's not an academic degree in psychology okay, to vocational it. degree in psychology. Yeah. Cause we, we got into a little bit of talk about uh, a parapsychologist. What is a parapsychologist? And, and she had, she had her own uh, opinion on that. And that's uh, interesting. What was yeah. it? Uh, it, it had something to do with a real, real degree. <laughs> 
in certain, I ask. In, certain field, in certain fields. In other words, if you didn't have a academic degree in certain, I can't remember the exact thing. Well, I ask because it's 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 relevant to what's been happening this week. Um, we've oh, had really? um, there's a, there's a, an English parapsychologist mm-hmm. um, who calls himself that, and he entitles himself Doctor. Ooh. Now. He's extremely. He's been challenged. Does he have a doctorate? Well, he's been. He claims he does. Uh-huh. Uh, however, from what Ethiopian uh, country? Well, however, he claims it's from a a London university. Ooh. But he can't remember which one. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, the only. I'm sorry. I gotta go. Wasn't that good, the jokes? Oh my God! Yeah, I got a doctorate, but I don't know what university I got it from. Who yeah, just sent money to? For God's sakes! Well, he was there. For, it gets better. He was there for ten years and can't remember which one it was. Um, oh he he um, he was asked if he could, you know, uh, where did you publish your thesis? Because obviously they are accessible. Right. Um, Unfortunately, as far as as far as we're aware, because he said uh, the only the only copy uh, he had, he gave to his mum. So the university never saw it then, evidently, right? Well, he did produce he did produce two certificates um, from the American Institute of Parapsychology. Uh, Okay, I'm not. All right, go ahead. Yeah, well, who are the American Institutes? I don't know. I have no clue. I was trying to figure that one out myself while I was talking, but I, I well, he, the, you know, I got to run my memory. One of the one of the certificates says that um, he's done some studies and he is entitled to call himself parapsychologist. Wait, a minute. it actually says entitled. It does. Oh my god. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, now you don't have to say another word because right then and there you know you where he got it from. Well, on on that organization's website, mm-hmm. he he has the, this gentleman, uh, this doctor, self entitled doctor, mm-hmm. has um, some letters after his name, and when you search the letters because yeah, it's oh, a PhD. Oh, well. PhD yeah. uh, it comes from an online university of metaphysics, the metaphysical. Ah, here we go. But he claims that his degree, his uh, doctorate, is in chemical engineering. Huh? Yeah. From a metaphysical. Yeah, that. Well, that in all fairness, oh, they can. I mean, in all fairness, well, if they're not even. The, wait a minute. Are they accredited universities to start with, or, or no? You know. You there pay you go. for there you go. Yeah. so you can he can give out anything he freaking wants. Then I mean they're all well, yeah, but the school you know, ain't accredited. What the hell difference does it make? If he had a legitimate, well, my my point was if he had yeah. a legitimate doctorate mm-hmm. in chemical engineering gained from a London university, albeit that, that he went there me. for ten years and he couldn't remember where he was. Name, right? Yeah, um, you know we even it's worse than me, know, by the way. You know, it, I I said, did he mean London, Ontario? 
Uh, there you go. Well, London, um, we have a London, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. New London, be. Connecticut, maybe. Was yeah, it could have been any of those. But, yeah. you know, he can't remember he, you know, where he was for 10 years. Uh, must have been a good, must have been some good, pretty good drugs there. But uh, he, um, you would think that if he, the letters after his name would be, you know, PhD and then the accrediting university. Mm-hmm. Now he's got the PhD after his name, but to the metaphysical online university, mm. the whole thing just doesn't add up. Kind and yet, well, <laughs> how he sailed into trouble this latest time is that he claimed um, to oh, be oh. deeply hurt and offended when challenged about this. And how dare, how dare anybody question him? He's written books right. on, on ghost hunting and he's a member of the American Institute of Parapsychology. Anybody and his mother can write a book on ghost hunting, no offense. As we've proved. Yes. Um, but, you know, this idea of, oh, how very, and then he tried to browbeat down people. Um, you know, it's kind of like stolen valor, isn't it? Mm. You know, and, and to, be, to be fair, it was Greg Hardman who 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 started this this initial challenge but so we have to give you know, a shout out to greg hartman since we use his name twice in this show <laughs> yeah um you know credit where it's due yeah but you know to balance that up um of our mutual uh friend cal cooper has been chasing this guy for the longest time tracking him and has spoken to the people who you know who are Involved in the American Institute of Parapsychology. Um, And they said that these certificates are not bogus, but they're out of context. And Mm. that really they're just a a certificate because it comes down to the use of the word parapsychologist. Yes, that's where where this all started. and, and And it's because the word predates parapsychology as an academic pursuit mm-hmm. um that you cannot you know it's not a protected title like um doctor of medicine or right. so uh the word has been bandied around since the late 19th century and it was used to describe people who studied weird shit yeah and in fact a lot of american ghost hunters back in the you know 30s 40s Right up to Hans Holzer, whose whose own degree is questionable, whether he actually had a PhD or not. You know, there's a lot of sort of fuzziness around where he got his doctorate from mm-hmm. and whether he was, a you know, a true PhD. Um, so over in America, lots of people more freely use the word or term parapsychologist to describe themselves as um, interested in studying weird shit. Whereas, you know, it, yeah, it's it's the academics. I mean, the people that, that have worked hard and spent their hard-earned cash to earn a degree that really get riled by this type of stuff. And, I, and quite yeah. frankly, I don't blame them because no, they I have don't blame it. They put no, the I work, they put the effort and and then you have some Jamoko that uh, 
you know, well, whatever. You know, I, I mean, I was talking to Cal today about this this very subject, and and one of the things you know I feel uncomfortable about is I don't like entitling myself parapsychologist. I know that. That's why I call you that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a legi- it's a legitimate title I could use because mm-hmm. uh, using it's non-academic because it doesn't have an academic definition. Mm-hmm. Um, but using its its pseudo academic definition, it is somebody with a great deal of experience who has spent their life studying it and contributing towards you know works with academics and. Um, so, you know, as Carl said, I tick all the boxes, therefore I'm a parapsychologist. Um, and with, you know, it doesn't cause any issues, but it causes me issues. Yep. Um, no, you know, Cal, Cal will, you know, we've had Cal on the show and, you know, Cal has said, but you are a parapsychologist when I've said, but I'm not a parapsychologist. Yeah, I know. And it, it's one of these sort of areas that, that because of the lack of regulation, you've got people like, this particular British gentleman, and there are a number of American gentlemen. Oh, sure, it's a ton of them, actually. Yeah, um, both ladies and gentlemen, yep. and all genders. Exactly. Um, you know, and it misleads the public because mm-hmm. this false accreditation. He he writes books with the, you know, publishes them using the entitlement doctor. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's misleading because it gives people a false sense of per, uh, worth to that person who's writing the book. Yeah, I want one more thing, and then I want to move on to. Uh, you know, I've always called myself, especially in the beginning, a paranormal scientist, and I took all kinds of shit for that because mm-hmm. uh, everybody says there's no such thing as a paranormal scientist, which is not actually true, uh, but it's. It's a type I've used. It's a type yeah. I've used on, I mean, on TV it is. I mean, you're a scientist and you're studying the paranormal, so that's what you are if you study whatever. Anyway, so uh, you know, we did. We talked about that on the show too, and and I did get some validation from her on that, which is kind of good. I felt good. But anyways, moving on. You and I, of course, enjoy sea monsters and cryptoids. Oh and yeah. So yes. In fact, I I, I bought. Um, you bought a sea, a monster. sea monster. I bought a sea monster only a week ago. It's only yeah. um, it's a fluffy plesiosaur. Oh, damn. A cuddly plesiosaur. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Does it detect ghosts? No. <laughs> but we were, we were visiting a museum and they had a display of plesiosaurs, including a skeleton of a plesiosaur, oh, um, which, of course, as sale. you know, is... No. Um, which, of course, you know, the plesiosaur is this is one of the discredited, but yes, often it, it still used. But people still but try still, to grab one. Yeah, I mean, oh. if you if you want to see the archetypal Loch Ness monster or sea monster, it's a plesiosaur, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and they had these really anatomically very good but cuddly plesiosaurs. Anatomically. And, and I have, have to, to be treat... careful what you say when you say that. Anatomically <laughs> <laughs> yeah, correct plesiosaurus. I would like to see that, Steve. I really would. Thank you. <laughs> I shall send you a photograph. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I'm glad you found the anatomically correct plesiosaurus. But uh, in, the, in the United States, and uh, this has got to do with Seymour, is a, a gentleman in Kansas just caught a alligator gar, which is 
mm-hmm. millions of years old. Those things mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, to me, I find that so intriguing because, you know, people like to to poo poo sea horses and all that stuff, but they don't realize that this planet we live on, which is what percentage percentage water, Steve? Do you know up here? Ninety four. Yeah. Ninety four percent water. And how much is it explored? Not a hell of a lot. <laughs> no. Will we know more about the surface of the moon? We do. It's the deepest canyon is, is underwater. The, the highest mountain is underwater. <laughs> so, I mean, that, this shows the vast depths. Oh, no, we in have... fairness to the highest mountain on the world, I mean, there are people that are living at the top of it. That's quite uh, down. Yeah, it did, because I was trying to think of what you're talking about. I, I was talking Mauna about Lo- different is it Mauna Loa or Mauna Kea? Uh, the tallest mountain on the world is, is actually one of the Hawaiian islands. So they live at the top of the oh, tallest mountain this, on the world. This one, well, no, this, I think there's another one underwater. It's not even, it doesn't even rise above the surface. Oh, I thought according to the, um, according to, I think it's Well, Nature, I, you know, I could be wrong, Steve. You, you know, I'm not. I think it's Mauna Loa or Mauna Kea. Okay, I, I'll give you that. But like it's the world's that, tallest mountain. But of course, the vast majority of it is underwater. So, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, which population of people live on top of the world's tallest mountain, the highest Hawaii. mountain, yeah. the Hawaiians? <laughs> or Joe Biden. Well, uh, he's on a planet of his own. So in the world anyways, of his own, anyway. I mean, weren't you enthralled by that? I mean, it's not been the first mm. time, by the way. The, and the, it's, it's, it, this, is, this, is the, this is the great thing about, you know, my other fascination and yours as as is these cryptids i of this subject actually i was reading because um my my boys uh, have taken up a new hobby in the last two or three weeks and oh, of course da- dad has had to revisit his past and mm. um, become a mentor so we've all um they've started sea fishing um because really? obviously we live at the coast so and I used to do some fishing in the past, so Dad's been showing up, putting hooks on and bait and all that sort of stuff. And to what remind myself, uh, well, a mixture of laws and um, mackerel, yeah, well, okay, whatever. That's fine. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Um, so this past few, this past week, um, I've been sort of trying to visiting some websites about you know, about the local area, about places to take the boys and, you know, what's the best fishing spots for mackerel and bass and... Oh, so you have mackerel up there, huh? Yeah, mackerel, bass, all the same species. Okay. Um, And I came across this really interesting fishing report um, on the river um, a half mile from here. And it said that... um, these guys had been out in the boat and they were they were fishing for for bass and and, and they were fishing the the ebb tide so the tide's rushing out and it's a very fast flowing out tide it flows out at about five knots um so they're they're fishing the tide and he said and it, they're talking about the fishing you know whether it, which way they cast and what the bait they used and yeah. and he said uh one of the However, he said, um, this fishing report was also notable for, for a really weird thing. Um, he said they, they, were, they were on a, um, 
on the bank on the shore of the river and the river mm-hmm. was was ebbing so at five knots very fast tied out and they watched two um mooring boys which they assumed were lobster you know the boat the boys from um a line of lobster pots but these lobster pot mooring boys these marker boys were going up river at twice the speed that the river was flowing down river really he said clearly something very large he said i was glad at that moment that we weren't out in a boat and it was just it was just two sentences i'm thinking what has he just described because he's described standing on the shore and seeing two large plastic orange plastic um lobster boy you know there's a line of lobster pots underneath them being towed up river against a strong current at substantial speed with nothing evident yeah. now that intrigued me from a from a lake monster point of view that there must have been a large something beneath the river uh, the river at that point is about 40 feet deep so i think we can rule out a stray russian submarine <laughs> but but there must have been something fairly substantial that entangled itself in the in, in the line and was pulling it up river against the the flow of the tide so i i wonder how many other reports or sightings go unreported because this guy had never reported this sighting to anybody. Was it and an observatory? Just, or a, that's Calibre, by the way. He always I know, I know. But, you know, it made, it, made, it made me think. I mean, Killed that it. is a very unusual thing. His only report of that was in a fishing uh, report, which was talking predominantly about the fishing and the methods he used and the catch he made. Mm-hmm. Um, to a bunch of friends on a, on a fishing webs, website. Um, from from three or four years ago this this report was um but that has never been reported that it, but that would be if that had happened in loch ness if that had happened in lake champlain if that had happened or if that had been reported to a to a crypto cryptoid uh, <laughs> group then that would that would have been a very substantial report yes and yet and yet it wasn't known about that connection's never been made. So I wonder how many other fishermen have stood on the banks of different rivers, lakes, ocean sides, seen weird stuff happening and mm-hmm. just gone, oh, that's weird. Yeah. You know, we talk about the York, the, the, the York sea monster up in Maine or the Gloucester sea monster. Gloucester, yeah. Well, and, and York is also, was also, uh, mm-hmm. but we talk about them because they made the news. Because somebody bothered to report it, like there are six or seven Nessie sightings over this last summer just just past. But how many hundreds of others don't or get, you know, people just go home shaking their heads going, that was weird. And then I was I mean, thinking about you know, UFO stuff because... Uh, and that's ago. what I actually was going to bring up, Steve, because, you know, we just we just had Columbus Day. Well, yeah. some states have Columbus Day. Because we, we know about that report in Columbus's log. So mm-hmm. even in, in, in natural, I mean, other 
places you can find uh, reports of paranormal mm-hmm. activity. Or, or, or certainly very unusual activity. Yeah, I mean, they uh, consider it, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I agree. you know, I was, I was thinking back then too, there was a recent spate of posts on our local Facebook group, uh, the village Facebook group, the village where I live. And it was talking about some unusual lights in the sky. And there was a group of friends chatting amongst themselves uh, saying, did anybody see the lights in the sky last night? There was no noise and they did this move and they went that way and they, they, they then split into two and one went one way and one went the other. Now, what they were describing is remarkably similar to a lot of what we would call UFO sighting reports. And there were a lot of people suggesting, oh, maybe maybe it's aliens, you know, little green men are coming, you know, jokey, jokey little comments. Mm-hmm. But that sighting wasn't reported except in that very small little village social media group. And I think a lot of reports of cryptids, of just weird experiences now instead of them being reported to MUFON or Bufora here in the UK or, you know, one of the uh, cryptoid, uh, cryptid um, research channels, they're now just going straight onto social media and being swapped and shared amongst groups of friends and then forgotten about. And that Mm -hmm. might explain why we're seeing such a drop in in inciting reports because they're, the mark, there is no central point. When I was up in Loch Ness, there was no place to go and make report your sighting of Nessie. So people could only go onto social media or the local newspaper. And if the local newspaper didn't think it was newsworthy or it came on a, you know, on a busy news day, then they wouldn't print it. And of course, on social media, five unless, minutes after you... After well, five minutes after you, you say something on social media, let's be honest, if you don't scroll down, you'll never see it again because mm-hmm. it's gone forever. So, yeah, I you know, I, we could be losing a huge number of, of reports. There, have, there have been some attempts to create databases. and There uh, have. And there are so many databases now. I mean, that's the problem, though. Yes. You know, I mean, our, our good friend, Dylan created the British, the great British ghost hunt, and then he expanded it to the great American ghost hunt. And it was a great idea, a gazetteer of famous haunted places and castles and yep. both sides of the Atlantic. But there are 20 other sites exactly the same. Yeah. You know, and that there are, there are at least to my knowledge, there are at least 10, uh, sighting, uh, groups where you are supposed to report your sightings there are every single paranormal team says have you seen a ghost tell us about it yep especially tell me a story because i want to make a book (laughs) well i was going to say every book author because a very prominent british psychologist parapsychologist Mm -hmm. who's appeared on television many many times that can't be the end of the show oh my god Many, many times this particular gentleman of our acquaintance has been on television um, and had his name mispronounced by you as Karen. Um, Karen. Karen. (laughs) Yeah. Recently, we're saying, tell me your ghost stories to include in a book. Now, that's a a lazy way. Felix is doing that, too, I believe. And in fact, Richard's doing it. Yeah. You know, it's a lazy way of writing a book. 
I have to admit, though, but, you know, Jeff Belanger, like, I mean, this is like, oh, God. Let's, so when I first got involved in it, so back in the 90s, I guess, the late 90s or whatever, Jeff was writing a book, uh, Haunted Places, I believe, or something like that, yeah, Most Haunted Places. And what he it's exactly what he did. He had uh, uh, everybody uh, that wanted to be – they could – produce you know write a little story for for this thing and and mm-hmm. like back then i was like you know i was nobody <laughs> still nobody now but back then i was even lesser than nobody and yeah, uh you didn't charge as much back then yeah <laughs> and, and and so i did it and i got published in this little book and i was like so excited yeah, uh, yeah. so it did have its points back then but uh you know i i understand it but then again i don't know Anyways, we got to run out. I can't believe we're out of time. I wanted to get oh into. God. I wanted to get into hauntings and uh, what is a haunting, and also, can ghosts hurt you? So we'll, we'll save that for another. another well, we'll have week. to save that for two weeks because we have our yeah two uh, weeks. We'll, we'll come back in two weeks. International Norwegian edition. I love next it. week. Yeah, well, we got to go anyways. So you're listening. Oh, you have been listening. Quick. Yeah, I, I that that. Just flew by. It was so much more I wanted to cover. Anyways, uh, you listen. You have been listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojinet and Parax Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, Nicolette and Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, not the end of Massachusetts, and our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon. If you're not a Patreon member, come and join. Uh, there's like 30 videos that you have exclusive videos only you can see there. So, thank you everyone for listening. Good night and God bless. Good night, God bless. I'll go back to my ghost hunt now. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.